I like video games. Well, hey, Tony. I like video games, too. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Hey, I Like That Game. It's the Game Show Podcast. That was pretty extreme. It was, that was pretty extreme. Well, it's a pretty extreme episode, Tony. This stream, oh. we're going to shred some gnar. This one's radical to the max. I'm going to do an ollie. There was probably some <laughs> some uh, Surge or Jolt Cola involved. Oh, I loved Surge Cola. I'm a Surge kid. You're a Surge kid? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Jake, uh, since you're a Surge kid, I think you're probably... <laughs> anxiously awaiting to tell me about the games that you have been playing since our last episode, so get into it. I'm ready it. To, to surge into it. Hey. So, I I have been trying to play uh, games a bit more online, uh, like, just, like, competitive games. Like, I, a lot, um, will just kind of, like, sit and sort of, like, veg out and play games, and it's, like, it's great, don't get me wrong, I love mm-hmm. it, but I just wanted, I, I've been, you know, Keeping on the theme, I guess, craving a bit more excitement lately. Sure. So, um, been playing playing some stuff online more competitively. A little bit of a little bit of Smash, not enough to talk about. But what I've probably been playing uh, the most of has been Pokemon Showdown. I have mm. been um, playing that quite a bit on ladder. Um, I am. I think I've pretty much only been playing uh, current gen, Gen Eight, okay. OU, overused ladder. Um, I think. I might switch it up to a different tier. I might go to underused or rarely used. Not that there's anything. The metagame is like, it's it's fine now, but there are a few Pokemon on there that I don't think are necessarily like broken because they have like solid checks. But it basically like requires you to like almost always have like one of at least like one of four specific Pokemon on your team, so you can. Like, make sure that you're, like, able to check any of the, like, big threats in the tier. Right, right. There, There's a cross-section of the weaknesses of this Pokemon with, okay, what can I do to stop it? And there's only four or so that fit that mold. So then yeah. your teams are just going to have to have something like that. Which really, it silos what your your strategies can be, which stinks. It's It silos it a little bit. It's not, it's not toxic or anything. I mean, like, don't put me as like, any kind of authority on this there are people who are a lot better at this game who i'm sure have their own opinions on it um i don't know i think maybe magirna is being suspect tested right now i don't know for sure but mm. there magirna is a, a i don't want to say like a problem but uh, very much like a cornerstone of the current overused meta so you basically always have to have like either one of your own or an answer to it and i don't want to play with one on my team because i'm a i'm a hipster like that and i don't like winning so (laughs) (laughs) i always i have so much fun making teams in that game and then i just like have to like psych myself up for like a solid like 10 minutes before i'm like okay can i actually like play with this this team online Mm -hmm. um but it's been it's been it's been fun it's been very fun to play i feel myself um getting better at it uh, we are going to be, uh, it, it seems like Mon Mondays might not be a thing, but we are doing sporadic days of the week Mon days. <laughs> I, I really liked your Weedle Wednesday uh, idea. Wednesday. But as long as we have some sort of Pokemon pun for every day of the week, we cover it. We gotta cover I think it. there's like 900 Pokemon. We can, we can squeeze a pun or something like that out of pretty much any day of the week. But Absolutely. so this, this upcoming Thursday, I will be playing some, playing some Pokemon Showdown. Uh, probably OU this week, but we might, might switch it up to something uh, in the future. That is That's February 25th for all those people who are in a time machine right now. <laughs> so, Tony, uh, before we started recording, I told you I had a bit of a embarrassing announcement. I, um, I'm excited to hear what this is. It has to do with the, the second game I've been playing a good amount of. So, uh, battle battle royale games have been have been a thing for a little bit. Like, yeah, it started... I think in earnest with uh, with PUBG, that was like what, like 2015 or so when that was like the hotness. I don't even know 100%. Yeah, 2015, um, 2016. So since uh, Battle Royale became a thing, I 
I got my very first ever Winner Royale. <laughs> oh, nice! In any Battle Royale game ever. That's last, nice, dude. What was it? This last week. So it was in, it was in uh, Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone. Great. I've been playing, I've been playing that with some friends. We've been doing uh, mostly the, the plunder game mode, which is a bit more, it's a little bit lower stakes. It's about uh, more like resource collecting and like mission uh, accomplishing than it is just like staying alive necessarily. I mean, that's a part of the battle royale itself but we've yeah. been playing most of that um but you know been messing around a little bit with warzone itself and me and two of my other buddies we got got a win got a win for the first time ever i think i've played maybe like cumulatively like 50 games of a battle royale that's not that many that's not it's not nuts like i know i never like stick with one i think yeah. um other than warzone um probably realm royale yeah. Which I played with you yes. is the one I played the most. Are we, are, are we counting Fall Guys? Is Fall Guys count here? That's yeah, that's a better royale. Okay, well then maybe like pop it up to like seventy five because I've played a good amount of Fall Guys um, and have not won in Fall Guys before. So that's, that's got to feel good though to get to get your first win. Like I still remember my first like ever victory in a battle royale game. It, it was a uh, it's a cool moment. It's it's so cool and it's 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 very good. Like almost like immersive storytelling too, with yes. how those games always progress and like how this match progressed. Like I think it's like the coolest thing ever. And but like I'm sure if I like talked about it, people would be like, "Yeah, I mean that's not like notable or anything." Like it that's like it always sort of like happens that way when you get like especially yeah. down to the very end of it. Those like the battle royale game like really I think shines there in that it's 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 super tense, it's super engaging and. It does give you like these feelings yeah. that no other kind of multiplayer game gives you. It's it's best experience when you're playing with friends all on microphone and it's just you on the team, no rando or anything. Exactly. And when you get that win, when your strategy works or a weird thing happens for you to win, it's just like, ah, oh, it's a great feeling. Like, like I said, I still remember my first win. It was in Fortnite, actually. Oh. And, and I was playing with friends of the show, uh, Eric and uh, Tony 2.0 uh, and yeah we, we got a victory in that game like shooting shooting at the opposing team structure as they're building up we're building up Eric goes around the landmass and sneaks <laughs> up their building and then comes in and mercs two people to get like the last last two to win it was like such an epic moment and like I don't mm-hmm. even really like Fortnite that much but like I, I remember that you know it was so cool yeah it's always memorable it's yeah. always fun uh, but Warzone, Warzone's been fun. I've been trying to play that, play that more, and I'm getting more comfortable with the battle royale format. Yes, um, good. But yeah, I like it. Both, cool. both pretty, pretty solid games. So come, come join us for some Pokemon Showdown, Tony. If you're, if you're free Thursday, maybe, maybe. Always, always fun. Tony, what, what about you, Tony? What, what games have been uh, gracing your, your screen these days? Okay, okay. I, I also want to say uh, that Warzone reveal wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. No, I, I thought you were gonna say like I've been playing a bunch of dating sims and be like, okay, I'm <laughs> friggin' done here. <laughs> No offense to people who love dating sims. I just did. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something very uh, much different, but uh, I, I spent three hundred dollars on eBay to get the the Dead or Alive volleyball game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so what I've been playing, um, I only have one game I really want to talk about. I, I've played a bunch of different stuff uh, in the time between our episodes here, but I only dug into one enough, and I only have one that I really like enough that I want to talk about, and that's uh, Okami. So I, oh yeah yeah yeah, I picked up Okami HD years ago on a Steam sale. You know, picked up for five bucks and said, okay, I know I should play this game at some point. I missed it when it was originally uh, released. Uh, and when the HD re-release happened, I missed it then. I was like, it, it, this is a game that people have talked, you know, very highly on. I, I will play it eventually. So was looking for something else, something that um, I knew was going to be good. And I didn't like I could kind of like what you said earlier, like shut my brain off a little bit and just like experience something that is um, critically acclaimed. And yeah. man, this game is so wonderful and super duper charming. It's so great to look at. It's a very, it's visually striking game. It's kind of um, I wouldn't say it's like cell shaded, but it has like that kind of a feel to like their three D models and stuff. The, the aesthetic, it's like it, like dynamic lines, almost like hand drawn cell shaded. It's yeah, very, 
Yeah. It does look good. It's it's very evocative of like um like very feudal days of Japan, you know, mm-hmm. big like ink blots and like swipes of the brush and uh like that kind of music as well um very kind of old school uh, japanese style of stuff you know you're seeing a lot of cherry blossoms all over the place and you know samurais wearing their you know uh you know robes or whatever you know it's it's very mm-hmm. much like on the nose that uh like uh, style of like Japanese um, art, um, but it's it's so great. Uh, it feels a little bit like a Zelda, but with like less divine or less um, defined dungeon setups. I have encountered dungeons that like feel a little bit like a Zelda dungeon, but a lot of the game is played exploring these big open Hylian field kind of uh, spaces that have mm-hmm. tons of things to discover. Uh, and NPCs to interact with. Um, it's interesting. Uh, combat is handled like completely separate than exploration. Like literally, when you get into a fight, you enter a like arena that has like blocked off walls, and you only fight them in this little instance. And like you okay. get you get scored on like the damage you do and the time it takes to take down the enemies. There's a lot of like stylish things you can do that like once you start to um, kind of put together the combat a little bit, you can show off and then you get benefits from that. Almost like a, like a devil may cry where if you get like an SS rating or whatever their top score is, you get more resources than when you get like an A. Um, So they have some of that stuff in there. Um, I don't, like, love the combat in the game, but, you know, that performance element definitely uh, keeps it engaging, which is nice. Um, There's another thing that's, like, really delightful about this game is that, like, it's very surprising a lot of the time. Um, A lot of the, like, cutscenes and, like, story moments in the game uh, will play out over these, like, kind of sometimes long dialogue sequences, um, but it's Mm -hmm. always... There's really good, like, cinematography and how they're, like, panning the camera around and, like, getting these dynamic shots and, like, you know, having it being at least, like, engaging to look at when you're just, like, reading text. But then it will shift into, like, a mini game out of nowhere. You know, you'll get your, like, quick time event type thing where a um, you'll have to make sp- specific brush strokes and things like that because, like, the, the main mechanic of this game is that, like, you're this dog, I'm a Tarotsu, and... Uh, you can paint the world and certain brush strokes will have different effects, almost like the different items will have in, in like a Zelda game. Uh, mm-hmm. So like these, these um, quick time events will have moments where you have to utilize the brush in like new um, novel ways. And it's always very like fun in an engaging sort of way. Uh, it's, it's pretty great. Um, I also just like, like I mentioned, like the main character is a dog. This like yeah, uh, yeah. Amaterasu is like this like it's a Japanese like uh, god. I, I don't know of what I don't know enough about the the mythology there, but it's just a fucking dog. You know, like this isn't like mm-hmm. a talking dog that um, <laughs> that like has like some sort of like anime and pro tag energy. No, this is just. <laughs> It's just a dog. So in cutscenes, people are talking to this dog, and he's just like staring at him, like what? There's, there's, like, <laughs> there's also like a bark button, so you could like bark at shit, like and in, instead of talking, like there is a talking character that's like this little green Navi like thing. But that, that is the thing that does all the talking to people. You, the character mm. that you play is just a fucking dog, just and just a dog. And it's hilarious sometimes when they pan over to this dog, and it's just like dead face it's just he's just a dog <laughs> you know it's it's it makes for some great comedy the the game is uh it's really lighthearted and fun and it's really all about um helping people in your community like beautify it again um like bring back life to this um kind of uh turning into a wasteland type area um mm-hmm. it's really it's, it's really neat it's it's really really neat I, I like it a lot, so it's 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 definitely one of those things where like I'm I'm glad I picked it up when I did, and I'm glad I finally like got to it on my backlog because I'm I'm having a great time with it. Um, have you played that game at all, Jake? I haven't. No, I have pretty much like the exact same perspective 
as you, where it's like one of those games I I've never played when it was when it came out, and every time I see like a re-release of it or a sale, I'm like, oh, I should like maybe pick that up, but I haven't gone through with it. But I mean, hearing that it holds up well, and I mean, you're having a good time with it, yeah, still, still at this point, uh, you know, it's, maybe it's one maybe of those it there. It's one of those things where like I could see this being a really good like sick day game, like. I'm sick. I'm stuck in bed, or like I don't. I don't feel very good. I want something that's just kind of, um, kind of easy to digest and like, um, just fun. This is a perfect yeah. game for that. Like it's it's great. Um, so that's the one game I've been playing a bunch of. Um, but I haven't been like I've been playing a lot of stuff. But I've been watching more things lately than I have been mm-hmm. playing. Uh, and I want to bring up two things in in particular. Uh, the first is a movie. It's called uh, The Kid Detective. Uh, A solid 8 out of 10. You know, like a really just solid flick. I had a great time with it. It's only like maybe like an hour and a half, an hour and 45. Uh, Digestible. Digestible. This isn't like two and a half hour epic that you need to like gear up for, which I I don't love those type of experiences anymore. Like I I like a shorter story that you can kind of – you cut out some of the fat. Um Mm-hmm. But it's it's great. I, I rented it on Amazon for like five bucks, which I definitely think it's worth. Uh, kind of the the thrust of this movie, uh, Adam Brody uh, from the OC uh, fame uh, <laughs> plays what, who Adam Brody. Great. I, I all the stuff that he's done. I normally like. He's a good part about it. He's he's rarely ever like something I don't like about a project. But anyways, yeah. Um, he plays a former like boy genius detective who has since grown into a loser you know like it's <laughs> uh it's almost like a venture brothers like setup like that um where you're following the adult version of like a a boy genius kind of type thing um mm-hmm. it, it's great i, I don't want to tell much more about it but this the kid detective great movie definitely worth a watch um nice the other yeah, thing it's oh go ahead it, movies I don't know if just I'm getting older or movies are getting longer, but I think like uh, like with Wonder Woman, uh, 1984, like there's no reason on the planet that movie needed to be needed to be two and a half hours. It no. felt so long yep. to to like be there through that entire movie, and um, I, I don't know. Are movies getting longer? Am I getting just more crotchety? I, I feel it's like when you said it, it's an hour and a half long. That just sounds like the nicest thing. Right, right. I, I have been very um, specific at looking at uh, run times when I like go into a movie. Not that it will mm. dissuade me from watching a movie ever, but it's like, okay, I'm thinking about that going into the in, into the flick. Uh, and usually yeah. something that's in that hour and a half, hour and 45 range is more palpable to me. Um, but whatever. I mean, like it's, we've gotten to a part where like storytelling in like the, you know, screen medium, like a television or movie medium is getting really good. And you really have to, um, pick the right medium to tell your story. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. in the next series that I've been watching a bunch of, I think they, um, they did that perfectly. And that is WandaVision. So Mm -hmm. this is, the, I think this is the first of the Disney Plus Marvel shows. I um, believe so, yeah. I believe that that is accurate. Um, it's really, really good. It's really good. I, I like kind of to connect back to the last the last comment. Like this, this show only works as a TV show, and it's stronger because of it. Um, it's. I think this is is gonna sound almost like hyperbolic uh, to to a degree, but I think this is one of my favorite works in the Marvel universe to date. Like, honestly, um, even hangs up there for me, Endgame and, like, Thor Ragnarok I really enjoyed. And, like, you know, the the, the best that Marvel has to offer, I think this show sits right in there. It's, it's so different than anything else they've ever produced. And it's – it doesn't, like, lose any of the production value of a Marvel movie. It's just, like, they've, they just stretched it out, you know, instead of having – yeah, a two two and a half hour flick, almost three hour flick. Instead of doing that, it's like okay, we're gonna break it up in more chunks. But this is more like a ten hour movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it for me maybe that it's like it's hitting at the right time too. Um, this is a show. That's, it is very topical. <laughs> yeah, and, and like this is a show about dealing with loss, with grief, trying to control things beyond your control. Um, 
it's it's really good. It, it's it's fascinating in the the story that they're choosing to tell. The way they are telling it is very interesting to me, and I, I haven't seen it done before. Really, um, it, I I think it's great. I think it's really good. Um, and for somebody like I just lost a, love, a beloved family member, and watching this show has helped. You know, it it's it helps you recognize things in your own behavior and thought process that's helping helping me grieve, which is good. Um, yeah. Even if this show doesn't end well, because there's there's two episodes left, um, as it's slated right now, and I and I this is only going to be a one season show. There's no way it continues on after this. But right, um, even if it doesn't like stick the landing fully, I, this is some really good television. It's really good. Um, yeah, yeah. Like with what you're saying about the it being a one season thing, it seems like that's kind of what they're doing with these TVs. Is they're going to be just one off stories mm-hmm. i think it's interesting i mean i, I believe i think one vision is also pretty interesting it's not one of my favorite marvel things but it's definitely been interesting to watch it as as like a, a tv experiment watching this uh marvel movie giant sort of start to morph into something else is is interesting to watch I, and like you were like you and i were saying where we weren't we're not like super psyched about really any of the movies that mm-hmm. are on the slate for like that should have already had come out um but like this is this is doing this is like doing it for me like it's super cool like i enjoy watching it it it's like one of those shows where like i get why it's week to week but it's like i just fucking wish we could binge this yeah same same but like it's fun to be a part of the conversation every week right you You don't feel like you have to binge it right away in order to be able to like participate like it's just a one episode Mm -hmm. and like the the thing the thing that 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 makes it so uh interesting to me and, and like likable is that I love it when um these established brands or IPs start to mess around in different genres and do different yeah. things with it. Like this isn't an action show. Like th- what is it? Like this show is like a mystery? It's a um sitcom. It's like a drama comedy like it's it's a lot of different things but it's definitely not your typical marvel which i really like right it's another reason why i like the mandalorian season one so much because like that was a really good take on the western genre using these familiar the familiar ip of star wars and i think a well executed Mm -hmm. story like that should be praised and is like some of my favorite works you know so yeah i this this show has gotten me more excited about the next phase. Um, like the Doctor Strange movie is going to be more of a horror flick. So which is so like, fucking jazzed, right? That that's super cool. The like Marvel is proving to proving to me over and over that um, they can handle other genres and like telling different kinds of stories within this universe and still having it tie back to larger term things that can lead up to the big stupid action movie you know um, <laughs> it's I, I i it's great I, it's great i i marvel continues to impress for sure yeah so uh jake are you ready to uh hit the slopes you know oh i'm i'm putting on my boots on right now you're gonna wax One your minute. board before we <laughs> But that was take... Velcro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, folks, uh, after the break, uh, we will talk about our, our episode game, Snowboard Kids 2.
back. Welcome back, everybody, to Hey, I Like That Game. We are talking about the Nintendo 64 game Snowboard Kids 2. It's true. A game selected <laughs> by by our special Tony over here. Tony, tell me why we played this video game. Well, uh, I think last episode, when I exclaimed that we hadn't got any snow in Seattle, must have jinxed the shit out of me, because... Um, mm. Last week we had 20 inches of snow drop in a single day, which broke a record dating back to 1950. 20 so, inches? Yeah, it's it nuts, man. Holy um, shit. But yeah, got hit with a lot of snow last week, so that put me in the perfect mood for some snowboard kids <laughs> too, buddy. So um, I picked this game because I had this game when I was uh, mm-hmm. when I had N64. I had a lot of like I had a lot of random games. Um, I wasn't like super choosy back then and i don't know how i don't even know how snowboard kids 2 landed in my lap but um yeah i played a ton of this game as a kid i never played the original like i had to look up footage of that for this podcast uh just to see what it was like Hmm. um but yeah just for some reason this game made its way to me uh probably sometime in 1999 when it came out but maybe you know in the early 2000s um, this game came out about two and a half years after Mario Kart 64 and Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, the first one came out like right after Diddy Kong Racing, and then this one came out like maybe like a year or so after that. Uh, so that's kind of where it sits uh, in the timeline. I bring up those two games because Snowboard Kids 2, for those who don't know, is basically a kart racer. Yeah. It, it's more of a kart racer than it is like a snowboarding game like cool borders or uh, you got you got three laps you have your your weapons and items right right to be offensively and defensively i mean it's not like 1080 snowboarding the other kind of remarkable snowboarding game for the n64 um it's it's not like that this is yeah like you said several laps there are items that you have Mm -hmm. to use offensively and defensively um, like obstacles on like there's like there's sheep crossing the course one time like obstacles like that yeah yeah you're, it, you're snowboarding on like grassy terrain a lot of times it's <laughs> it's what i'd like to call zany um <laughs> zany is the perfect word this game is just the embodiment of zany yeah yeah um but it, yeah this is just a game that was like kind of deeply burned into my memory banks um i I've always been fascinated with with like kart racers. Like I, I usually try every single one that comes out, uh, mm-hmm. but this is one that always like stuck out to me uh, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, one other thing I want to mention before we get into some more of the specifics of this game: uh, this game was made by Atlas, who is like better known for like the Persona series or the Shin Megami mm-hmm. Tensei series. Um, you know, more hardcore JRPG kind of games. So. Um, this is kind of shock. Like I didn't even realize that when um, when I booted it up this time. When I saw Atlas, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like, right? I had to look it up too because I'm like Atlas. Like, I feel like I know that studio, but just in such different context that yeah. I didn't even remember. Atlas is like a, a very like kind of well established uh, studio, you know. And mm-hmm. I guess they they've been making games for you know forty years at this point, thirty forty years at this point. Um, uh, we all go through we all go through phases, you know. The late nineties were an interesting time for everybody. Oh my god, Jake! <laughs> <laughs> I was a young, ripe lad of eight years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, so this game's a kart racer. It's a kart racer yeah. on snowboards. Um, what else? Well, g- tell me some of your thoughts we about got... this Jake game. Like, give me, give me some, give me some stuff. So. This was one of those games that I was thinking about other games a lot while playing it. Yeah. Um, specifically, I was thinking like Super Mario 64. Yep. I think that a lot. And then um, the other racer I played the most on N64, not a kart racer necessarily, but I played a lot of F-Zero X. So like, ah. I thought about that game too. Like this... I know you have um, the the hot take of like super mario 64 like not, not a great, great game not a great game um that game's like i think 
like this game made me play Mario Kart 64 and F-Zero X. And <laughs> it made, Tony, it made me do it. I had to. I had no choice. Okay. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Because not, uh, just because uh, I didn't love this game, let's just say. Yeah. And I, I was, I like, I was thinking like, what? Like, what racing games did I play on the N64? Like, I mean, obviously, Mario Kart. Like, I wouldn't play F-Zero much with friends. That was more like a fun solo game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd play, like, Star Wars pod racing. But, like, I don't... I recall so little of, like, the specifics of racing games. I'm just thinking, like, were racing games just, like, not very good <laughs> in that, like, time? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, like... Uh, Super Mario 64 isn't great. It's fine. Mario Kart It's definitely 64. got... It's, sorry, Mario Kart 64. It's got the uh, aesthetic to it and kind of like... Yeah. That, the, like, the vibe that eventually like, became the Mario Kart series that I think is like developed very well. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch is a, a phenomenal game, and I love playing that so much. Yeah. Uh, F-Zero X is interesting. It's, it's tricky, but it's definitely... It's interesting. That game's interesting. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just straight racing. Like, it needs, like, I think, a little, a little bit more zest there. Like, I remember playing, like, the battle mode a lot. Yeah. I would just kind of get bored of the races after, like, doing one Grand Prix. Dude, battle mode but, um, sucked. Battle I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think the N64 had good racing games. <laughs> no, I, I actually totally agree with that. I mean, like, we, we haven't mentioned Diddy Kong Racing at all. And that's Diddy like, Kong... Diddy Kong I didn't Race- even like want to play that one again. I remember that just being That's, fine back in the day. Yeah, that that game's fine. That game's fine. It's fine. But, like it's fine. It's fine. Um, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> that that's what you could say. The state of racing games on the N sixty four is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not. Uh, I know it is a hot take to say that, and Mario Kart sixty four is not not a good game, but it, it's exactly fine. Like that game is fine, and mm-hmm. if. They didn't go the direction they went uh, with Double Dash. Uh, I might not be as big of a Mario Kart fan, you know, as mm-hmm. I am today. You know, like the first Mario Kart, Mario Kart sixty four, are very loosey goosey in how they control. Like the drifting is loose, like it's not like tight going around turns and stuff like that. Like, it doesn't it, feel good. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel good. You're one hundred percent right. Um, so they they made it better after that. Um, but like, if I had to pick between. Mario Kart 64 and Snowboard Kids 2, it's always going to be Snowboard Kids 2. Every single time. Really? Every single time. Because the the racing by itself is not mm-hmm. good in any of these games, really. <laughs> like, uh, I, like It's not very good at some racing things. The things that uh, make it stand out and make me like this game more than a lot of the other racers on it is that the things that make it unique that make it its own that make it its own game uh i think are really cool uh i think Mm -hmm. some of those things are really cool so um the kind of setup for this game i guess we'll just kind of give more background yeah Uh, nine total characters uh each of those characters have some differences but not a ton it's not as uh uh, it doesn't make as much sense as the uh, Mario Kart racers where, you know, smallest are have the best acceleration, heaviest have the best top speed. You know, it's not as clear cut there, but there's nine characters to play with, which is nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Eleven courses, some skill challenges thrown in, some boss fights thrown in there as well. Um, it... Each of the different races have different themes and different terrains, so you're not only restricted to snow, kind of like what we talked about earlier. Uh, you know, some of them feature like a tropical island or a castle. There's a haunted house. They go to fucking you go to space. space. <laughs> They're snowboarding in space. Spaceboarding. It, it's great. It's great. Uh, each of those different like themes of the levels come with changes to the characters' outfits too, which I thought mm-hmm. was always kind of fun. Um, you know, depending on the character that you're picking, they're going to be wearing different stuff. Obviously, the space outfits are the best. Like, like, what are we even talking about? They're awesome. Exactly. They're all super great. They'll look like... Did you ever watch that show, uh, G-Force? Um, <laughs> with, uh... Oh, God, what's it called? It's the ones where, like, all the people wear, like look like birds. 
Ah, uh, it's like an anime. You, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. What um, the fuck is this? What are it? you talking about? <laughs> I, I'll send. I'll send you a picture later. It please, totally please do, because I am. Um, but so that's kind of like the like the dressing of the game. But the the races are basically you're going downhill. You're on a snowboard. There's like bank turns and stuff you got to do. They they get kind of uh, creative with some of the layouts of the the levels. Um, but unique mechanic number one, uh, at the end of your laps, there's a chairlift. So there is usually not really great signs telling you where the chairlift is actually at, but, um, it'll point you to like a corner of the map or sometimes like, uh, straight in the middle, uh, at the end of your, uh, lap run and you have to get in line on the chairlift and then that takes you back to the top. Um, Mm -hmm. it sounds simple right like they're like oh there's just like this little place you got to go to to start the lap again but Mm -hmm. when you're starting to play like really close races all of a sudden you have to be weary of that because if somebody gets in line before you you're just gonna run into it like a wall and then somebody may come in behind you and sneak the next point in line Um, yeah there's like a whole meta game (laughs) around trying to game the chairlift system when you're not in first place when you're in first place and you get there further it doesn't matter but like when you're jockeying rallying for position uh it's interesting i think that's a very interesting mechanic it becomes very important like maybe like once every few races you'll be close enough where there's really a battle for it but it is something to consider whenever you're going in is if somebody's like close to you or like a little bit ahead of you there's gonna be there's gonna be a little tussle there. Yeah, yeah, and like it gets it gets way more intense when you're playing on the expert uh, level of difficulty. Yeah. Once you uh, once you beat the story mode uh, the first time, which I think is like eleven or maybe it's like fourteen different races or something. Uh, once you finish those, it it basically here play the game again, but it's harder. Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah, it becomes very serious. Like you really have to think about kind of they make it they make it harder yeah it's definitely harder the the first playthrough is fairly easy the expert is tough it's tough Mm -hmm. um something that goes along with kind of that increase in difficulty there um becomes uh reliance on one of the other more unique mechanics of this game in that um there are items that you can use both offensively and defensively. That's not unique to this game. But the ways that you can dodge and even counterattack uh, people is different. You know, like so uh, mm-hmm. to use the I guess the Mario Kart as like the the analogy here. So or I guess uh, comparison. Example. People yeah, are more familiar yeah, with comparison. That. I want yeah. to make like. Mario Kart, you can hold your green shell behind you as a form of defense, right? If somebody's going to mm-hmm. come up behind you and shoot you, if you're holding onto a green shell or a banana or something, you can always hold that out there for for your defense, right? Um, you don't really get that in Snowboard Kids. What you have mm-hmm. to rely on is um, a little danger indicator that they show uh, by your character. Very, very briefly. <laughs> yeah, it's it depending on the attack, it can be very, very brief. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it's not. It's it's proximity. It's like, hey, this item is this close to you, like in your space. Uh, yeah. So you may or may not have to deal with it. Um, and once you start to understand the items and what people could be throwing at you in different situations, you can start to figure out. Oh. It's probably one of these two items. This is the cadence I have to jump to jump over it. Um, but yeah, like items can can literally just go underneath you because you time a jump out right, and nope, there the thing goes right underneath, which I think is excellent. That's super satisfying to pull off, mm-hmm. um, and it's tough. It's so tough. It's tough, right? It's it's a degree of mastery. Like you have to kind of. Uh, there are moments where it's like, hey, I'm caught in a turn right now, but I, my danger indicator is going off. Do I lose the turn and jump over this thing or try, or try to maneuver out of it another way? Or um, or do I just take the hit on the chin and then, you know, hopefully I have an item in my back pocket that I can hit anybody who's, like, passing by me, you know? Right, just kind of get the rebuttal there. Right. But on top of jumping over attacks, you can also deflect attacks. Um, 
there's a trick system in this game where uh, when you hold jump, you can do like a front flip or a back flip, spins, grabs, all this kind of stuff to to gain money that you ultimately use to to get items uh, in the game. But you can like do a backflip and kick somebody's item directly back at them, which is the most satisfying thing is the most satisfying thing in the world to do that and know that you just fucked up their day. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, but I know that's another thing that's really hard to pull off. Yeah. Know? If you're, if you're trying to do that while you're turning, you're going to fall. If uh, you're not going to be able to do it, like while you're in midair, like it's going to be a, a it's really yeah. Just like doing like a like a base, like just like jump off the ground trick is is very tough to uh, pull off. Right, unless you're using a specific type of board that gives you more jump that will like right. Allow you can have the big old the big old jump boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's, there's the the three stats which were speed, turning, and jump. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, then there's I think there's variation there's variation within the characters, but more variation you're going to get is from the boards that you have. Right. And you can buy those by so if you do tricks in the map, you get money which carries over to the like the unlocking section of the game so there's almost like an incentive just like do sick tricks all the time in the race so you can continue to get money so you can get the better boards yep which give you like noticeable stat increases you know like yeah oh yeah you really feel it my strategy in the game has always been earn up enough money as fast as possible so i can get the upgraded trick board because mm-hmm. like trick board allows you to um from just a standard flat ground you can do a full front flip with just a normal jump so i can always get the deflect if it's like possible you know like just being able to jump higher i i value that more than top speed because one of the things about this game is when you're playing on the higher difficulties it's always a dead heat, you know, like I, there's not, yeah. there's usually not times when somebody gets so far ahead, like in Mario Kart, where it's like, I'm never going to be able to catch them. I need to use a blue shell just to like even get close. It never feels like that. It always feels like you're in a dead heat with everybody else or three people are in a dead heat and you're far behind because you suck. You know, like, yeah, you just <laughs> Right. Yeah, bumped into all. It's it's pretty punishing when you get like mess up in this game or when you get yes. hit by an item. Yes, it can um, be very punishing. the the item the item uh, like stun periods can be pretty rough. Like especially I don't I don't know if this happened to you. It happened to me a few times where you get hit by the parachute yep. while going off a ramp, and, and then it takes you that much fucking longer to get to the ground. Yeah. It is the so there's what there's like five offensive and five like defensive weapons you think or items so there's five uh offensive red weapons you have the the hand the parachute the ice man the ice or the snowman the ice mm-hmm. shard and then the bomb which can be shot backwards as well right then you have blue items which are temp which are usually like defensive or like self like, buff like yeah, boosts it's, yeah it's like a buff to yourself or a negative to your opponent so there's the fan the rocket the rock wings pans uh rat <laughs> the pans are the pans are so powerful <laughs> pans are great pans are so good uh and then the rat super rat and ghost super ghost um so the all the offensive weapons <sighs> operate somewhat similarly like they shoot from the front of your border they have a little bit of homing to them you know not a little bit uh, not a ton enough where you can land shots way more effectively you know there is no red shell in this game there's no just home right onto your target right you can't just like pop it off whenever it's going to track them till they get hit right everything's a skill shot everything's a skill shot so um or you're trying to ricochet it off walls you know to make it tough for anybody in front of you you know, it's coming at you in weird directions, you know. Uh, you mm-hmm. can do stuff like that, too. But, um, yeah, the the offensive weapons are – they're rough. They can be really rough. But, yeah, pans, which is, like, the answer to the – I guess that would be, like, a blue shell. I guess it's a blue shell. Um, it's almost like the, the like the lightning. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. It's more like a lightning where it hits every single character unless you have 
very specific items that can right that. you can have like the invisibility buff yes. but like even so i swear they give you like 10 frames to be able to react to that yeah it's a very very tight window to do it like i've done it successfully before uh but it's like holy you gotta shit. be ready and yeah and you have to hold on to that item. like it's really one of the only uses for that item is just mm-hmm. to dot to dodge anything but a rock you can still trip on rocks um <laughs> But fucking uh, rocks, <laughs> yeah. But it's such a good, and it's got a cute little face on it, Jake. The rock has just a the cute rock little... is like smiling. The rock looks like I'm not sure if it was just uh, an artifact of my of my ROM or my emulator, but it looked like somebody just like very poorly cut it out of a like a white background image. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, like it's like none some of the assets on there. None of the assets look great, and like no, it's clearly um, a lot of those. Uh, levels are set up where it almost looks like old school Hollywood studios where they put <laughs> like, well, this looks like a skyscraper. But when you like go to the side of it, it's like, Oh, that's just like one layer of wood being held up by posts. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's just to- like all 2d facades. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a total facade. Like all the levels kind of look like that, which is, unfortunate. this game looks very bad. It doesn't like, look. I think it doesn't even for great. games of this time, this game does not look very good. In in terms of looks, this is the worst looking car racer. Like it's it's it's, it's, it's not it's not great. And like Snowboard Kids the, one looks worse. The uh, characters which, are so ugly. The characters make me mad to look at them. I'll, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I think some of these characters look great. Jam is fucking sweet. I love that dude. Um, <laughs> and like. They're they're not great, but I think they're fine. I think the character designs are fine, but like the the environment art, oof, rough. It's it's like all like very like washed out colors. It's not yeah. Like they get inventive with some of the courses. Like you have like a jungle course, yep. with like dinosaurs and shit. You go into space. You got the haunted mansion, but they're all pretty just like they're just very crummy looking there's not like really any personality there i think it's cool that they do stuff like different costumes for every yes um every map but like i wish they just maybe like they didn't have to do all that variation they could just like use some more of that like that time like those assets like memory space to try to like buff up something else a little bit just add like add like one more polygon to somebody's hair yeah it's it's weird it's it, it, it's weird and the other thing that's really bad in this game probably the worst thing about this game is the music music it's awful it's music, awful music's real bad <laughs> music's real bad it's like super tinny and no variation and yeah like you're you're totally right like when you're looking at other kart racers like this this one looks the ugliest and it, it has very forgettable and not great music um totally spot on like that's a it's a very fair critique of this game uh very fair mm-hmm. i don't think it's like that big of a hindrance because again like you what we were saying at the top where just kart racers weren't or like just racers in general weren't like in a super great spot like i i, I think you could say the exact same thing about uh star wars pod racing is that yep. even though there's a lot of different levels like they don't they don't look super good mm-hmm. the levels themselves um f-zero things are very samey yep very industrial metal that is the color palette in that game is so yeah. bland oh but the soundtrack in f0x has some bangers yeah for true. sure yeah. oh big blue yeah such a good such a good track yeah, yeah track yeah. track <laughs> <laughs> um this this game this game is like very interesting to me i think this game is very mm-hmm. interesting from like a gameplay perspective gameplay perspective i think it's interesting all the other stuff falls to the wayside you know um the main modes of this game are a story mode like a single player story mode which is just go race this race they have these little scenes in between them they're (laughs) complete nonsense very very of the time very of the time nonsensical funny japanese style uh, interstitials really like slapstick <laughs> yeah very slapstick it's very zany it's very zany. everybody's very mean to each other <laughs> yeah nobody's great except for nobody like, likes anybody <laughs> nancy is like really the only one that seems to be like mm. a nice person everybody else is just like why you, like linda why are you so mean to your friends like what the hell <laughs> like come on 
What's his name? Spike Slash? Slash, yeah. Yeah, Slash is, Slash is a little shit. Slash is a little <laughs> shit. Jan, my man Jam, is uh, <sighs> great, uh, but he's a follower, not a leader. We'll say that. <laughs> Same with Tommy. Tommy looks cool. Definitely not. He, I don't think he said anything. Uh, I think there's like three characters. Three of the six base characters have some kind of bandage on their nose. <laughs> It's true. It's true. But, but, okay. Main cast, <laughs> not the best. It's like, unlockable characters, though. Coach? You got, like, the, Coach? Coach? The, the freaking, uh, uh, he's like a little penguin with anime mm. hair. It's great. <laughs> yeah, Coach, you got Damien, the, like, blue, like, the evil version of, the evil of Slash. Yeah, the evil kid. <laughs> Jeez. And then, uh, and then I think it's Mr. Dog. I think it's Mr. It Dog. Is, it is Mr. Dog, yes. Who, who is freaking great. His alternate costumes are wonderful. There's one where he's a fucking panda. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, I, yeah, I, there's, there's a lot of things that I love about this game, but I, I, definitely, I definitely see its faults. Um, one thing I, we haven't touched on too much yet. So we were talking about the different boards and like your, your mm-hmm. ability to buy those boards uh, through you know doing tricks and doing well in races that will give you money that you can buy these boards with. Um, something that I always you know another unique thing about this game is when you unlock expert mode and then start making your way through expert mode, beating those levels. Every time you beat a level in expert mode, you unlock a new board to buy mm-hmm. in the shop. Um, those boards are all very unique offer something that's completely new uh to the not new to the game but new to a type of board so like yeah. the first board you unlock uh is the poverty board and it <laughs> literally takes money from you while you are racing which <laughs> is is a huge hindrance because you need to have at least a hundred gold uh to get an item like it, yeah it, it, it's handled the same way as like in mario kart where like you see the item uh boxes on the field you have to run into them but if you uh, but unlike mario kart if you have no money you do not get an item uh, right so the poverty board it's not even like the poverty board has like great stats but it takes your money no it just like <laughs> terrible it's got, stats. it's got okay stats and it and it takes your money <laughs> it's like the original meme board it's like hey if i can mm. beat you with the poverty board uh little brother i'm gonna give you a noogie you know like that's <laughs> <laughs> like that's really what that is but but um as you progress through some of the the, the more challenging stages you get really interesting boards like there's one yeah. that um always has the fan power up going which Fan power up doesn't give you the highest top speed, but it it gets you going at a pretty fast clip where you can still like bank all your turns and like do well, like actual racing, uh, as opposed to like rockets that make you go so fast that it's hard to make turns. Mm-hmm. Like that's interesting. You know, that's an interesting thing to layer into a game where this board always has this item equipped, or this board will always make this thing happen. Um, which I like. I I like that kind of uh, mechanic in there. Yeah, it's it's definitely this game does unique stuff that I haven't seen in other games really. Like like the um the chairlift, like doing tricks to either like deflect or just earn money so you can get items. Yeah, and the amount of variation from board to board is also very. It's 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 more than games like this usually do. It's more than a lot of games do with their like buyable items. Is they don't often fundamentally change your play style in the way yeah. that some of the more advanced boards can do. So like this game does stuff. Like this game, I, I don't think it like looks or sounds or plays like a like a late cycle N sixty four game, but it definitely has some mechanics in there that are like, oh, I haven't seen this on the N sixty four, and I really haven't seen this since. No, so um, there was Silver Kids one, Silver Kids two. There was mm. another one that came out for like it was either GBA or the DS that they tried to do almost like a look like 1080 snowboarding where they made them not anime chibi characters. Like they made them like teens. Like remember when they, 
uh, aged up the Rugrats, you know, all, yeah. gr- all grown up. It's like that. And it's like, oh, I, no, I don't want that. Um, uh, <laughs> Put them away. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, they try to do something like that. But yeah, the, the, the weird mechanics in this game, the unique mechanics in this game, I haven't seen emulated anywhere else. Like I haven't yeah. seen it. And again, I play most kart racers. I, I The big blind spot for me, uh, pun intended driving game blind spot uh is uh <laughs> the the biggest one is uh the sonic racing games i know there's like sonic team racing they just had uh there was like a a race like an air like sonic air ride no that's kirby's air ride uh sonic there was like a sonic like air snowboarding game uh not great uh but like the things that this game does that are truly unique and i find really cool I haven't seen done any anywhere else. And I like, it would be great to see some of this stuff come back, you know? Um, especially yeah. the, the defensive, like being able to dodge any weapon, be able to deflect damn near any weapon back at your opponent. I mm-hmm. love, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think a little bit more, just like some way of being able to avoid items without a counter item is 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 like really cool and like it it needs to be done right because if it's easy to do then you know there's no reason to get defensive items but if it's like if it's something hard to do i think that that's that's cool that's like a neat thing that would be would be cool to see in um like like a new newer mario kart or something i would be fine if they didn't if no game ever did the chairlift thing again um, I think I would I would sleep sleep fine knowing that mechanic was dead forever because man nothing robs the momentum <laughs> out of a, a fun tight race more than having to wait in line and then like wait for like a ten second animation to play while you <laughs> go like going from second to fourth uh, because of some bullshit at the chairlift sucks man. yeah sucks but you I mean know- like it, it, even even so it sucks it's more just like it just like it's it halts the momentum of a race and it just it. It can be kind of a drag, more it's, so than that some bullshit happens there. You know, I I think it's fun. I, I think it's a fun little jockeying for position type system. Like, I, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But I completely understand the frustration with it. Part of the reason why I think it's so interesting is because I've played this game a ton as a kid and I remembered <laughs> all of that going into it as an adult. Um, and like, oh yeah, chairless are a thing in this game. Like, let me play around with that, you know? Um, it, yeah. That's true. Like, this would be, I I think this would be an interesting game to like sit on the couch and play with some people. Um, and I think us not being able to do that is going to just change change our experience of it. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, all right, Jake. I think I know where this is going for you, but just just make it make, make it, it official. official. Make it just official. Hammering hammering that last nail in that coffin. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. This this yeah. This is a hey. I don't don't like that game. Um, and at first, I was more convinced that it was just like i didn't like this game specifically but um in a way that you know some some games we play on this podcast make me do it's kind of like reevaluated my own my own understanding of uh, what racer games were like in the nintendo 64 era and one great i don't think any of those games are really great i don't know if I played any of those games like fresh for the first time this day, if they would end up as a hey like that game, yeah. Um, but yeah, even so, I think Snowboard Kids is is not like front of the pack in any way whatsoever. I think it's it just looks looks and sounds pretty gross, and the gameplay isn't anything that's going to make it more enjoyable to be in. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a hey. I don't like that game fair totally fair um this one was right on the edge for me like it, it yeah it sits really it's right on the edge um, oh boy which which way did it fall i it found the hey i like that game uh um, oh okay hell yeah so i i tend to like things that are unique that stand out in terms of like hey man you really went for that thing maybe you didn't fully mm, like nail it 100 percent, not 10 out of 10 but you went for it um mm-hmm. I, the unique things in this game 
uh, are really awesome, and I think more game like like I said before, I think more games should should copy some of these things or try something like that. Um, I think it's worth worth experiencing. It's 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 worth a place. So it's it, hey, I like that game for a reason. Um, some of the ideas in this game are just are once in a genre type things, I guess. Like there's no other kart racers doing this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And yes, the graphics suck and the music's bland. <laughs> um, but like you said, what other kart racers of this time didn't suffer from those same issues? Right. So it's it's kind of yep, hard yep. to to throw that at it. And like, man, you know, F Zero and Mario Kart did way better in those areas and in, in their showings on the same system. So it's, it, you can still make, it's a still a valid critique, I guess, because those games are better in terms of those things, but not by much. I guess that's the point. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you on that. I yeah. don't think that any other game on the N64 was heads and tails better than snowboard kids too, as far as being a racer game, but, yeah. um, and doing these I things. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've already, I've already said in this podcast, but I'll say it again. Like, I don't really like Mario Kart 64. Like, that, that, like, you can only really compare this game to its contemporaries on that system, which is Mario Kart 64 and Donkey Kong, or Diddy Kong Racing, I feel like. There's yeah. not, those are like the ones that are around this game in my mind. And I like this better than Mario Kart 64. I think I like Diddy Kong Racing better than this one, um, only because that game does a lot of stuff. That game has three different types of ways to race through every single level. Their boss battles in that game are actually a little bit more fun than the ones in this game. Like mm-hmm. both games have boss battles, but, uh, Diddy Kong racing, they feel like boss battles or in this games, they feel kind of trivial. I didn't really struggle through any of the boss battles in this game. Um, but yeah, it's what I love to see a snowboard kids three, Legit Snowboard Kids three, <laughs> fuck yeah I would, fuck yeah I would, I would love to see that. But bring it, bring it, with Snowboard Kids Evolution. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, like it's, yeah, this is barely a hey I like that game, but still, <laughs> but still a hey I like. But that still, game. the the benefit of the uh, the yes no thumbs up thumbs down rating system is that even just barely you still get that passing it's, grade. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so Jake, for our next game, for hey, I like that game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna insult, consult an email sent to. Oh yes, hey, yeah. Uh, sent to hey, I like that game at gmail dot com. Yeah, to me. where all our uh, Super Mario or sorry, a uh, Mario Kart sixty four fans can send their hate mail is yeah. to that. Hey, I like that game at gmail dot com. Exactly. Send send all of your uh, Tony is stupid <laughs> emails to uh, hey, I like that game at gmail dot com. <laughs> but uh, here's one that we got uh, from a friend. Uh, so here it goes. Hi, Jake and Tony. Uh, I recently started listening to Hey, I Like That Game, and I really enjoyed listening to your discussions about older games. It's a good change of pace from the uh, Giant Bombcast and GameSpot After Dark. So that's fun to be in those uh, circles. Uh, <laughs> talked about in those <laughs> circles. But anyways, uh, believe it or not, but since lockdown started, I've had more time to play games. Uh enough time to even revisit some old ones including the hottest jam from 20 from 2010 uh that i'm sure you both remember resetier an item shop's tale although it came out uh in the xbox 360 ps3 era it looks like a ps1 game but don't let that fool you <laughs> uh it is an excellent japanese game about managing an item shop dungeon crawling and placating to the debt fairy <laughs> too real and in, in parentheticals <laughs> uh in my opinion it's a premier example of how to mash up genres and create a satisfying game loop and i'd love to hear your thoughts on it thanks race in seattle well race you asked for it we're gonna deliver resetier and item shots tale will be the next episode of hey i like that game Man, yeah, oh yeah, just this huge, huge game. Everybody was talking about it when it came out. <laughs> uh, Jake is also, or not, not Jake. of course, Jake is going to join us for next episode. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Am I being fired? This is the longest interview ever, Jake. But you, <laughs> I'm sorry, you didn't get the shot. God damn it! Oh man. <laughs> no, uh, race, race is going to join us. 
uh, to talk about this game next time. Uh, yeah, I, I am very interested about this game. I had never heard about it in my entire life uh, before he brought it up to me uh, and wrote us this nice email. It's uh, I'm I'm eager to play this game and kind of in the spirit of this last game we played. Uh, this is supposed to be a very unique experience. So hey, maybe maybe we'll like it. I don't know. Hey, maybe hey maybe we'll like that game. <laughs> That's a spinoff <laughs> podcast. Hey maybe <laughs> hey maybe we like your game. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, check that for next time on Hey I Like That Game. Uh, Jake, where can the folks at home find us? Well, once again, our email address is heyilikethatgame at gmail.com. We have a Twitter, at likethatgame. You can find us on Facebook at the Hey I Like That Game podcast. Um, yeah, and if you're mad at Tony for all his shit-talking, specifically Mario Kart 64, please reach out to us on every single platform. It'll have the highest chance of getting directly to him. Oh, that's true. That's true. Just just hit on every <laughs> channel. But uh, I do want to at least clear one thing here. I, I will talk shit about Mario Kart 64 all day, but I did not say nary a negative word about uh, F-Zero GX because that game is great. F-Zero, yeah. F-Zero X was the one on 64, right? Yeah, then GX, and there has not been one since. (laughs) GX. Fucking hot game. That game's game's hard. That game is fucking great. Uh, All right, Jake. uh, As always, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play video games. Thanks, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Please. Take care of yourselves. Please. Take care of me too while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs>